Good morning, guys. There is clearly a rental crisis going on. Um, that's no secret. There's a lot of people hurting out there. We're going to try and unpack it and talk about some potential solutions this morning. Stay tuned, guys. So let me put this into perspective. DY's got 10,000 units yeah. for sale in DY, sorry, for rent in DY at the moment on realestate.com.au, all agencies, there's 25 units for rent. So those numbers are the lowest I've ever seen as a real estate agent for 30 years. How low? They're probably a quarter from the lowest I've ever seen. A quarter. It's crazy, it's unbelievable. It's nuts. So there's clearly a there's clearly a problem out there, and what we've been seeing is um, a lot of investors. Guys, let us know if you can't hear us. We're actually sitting. We've realised we're sitting right next to a train. <laughs> we're right next to a train and a light rail. So, whoops. So please do let us know if you can't hear us, and we will do our best to speak up. Um, but we've been seeing this happening obviously for a really really long time where um, you know the tenancies and vacancy rates for properties is dwindling literally by the week and it's probably the worst that we've seen at Mark, it, I reckon now. It actually snapped. It snapped. It, yeah. it, it was contracting, contracting, contracting and it yeah. just went boom and it's, the, it's an ultra low amount of stock. What I do notice, and I don't mean to be talking it up, but I do notice the northern beaches often get these more responsive than most areas yeah. of Sydney. Yeah. In COVID, the response, the comeback, COVID, the the um, you know the, the contraction in COVID, I noticed all of those indicators on the northern beaches much quicker. So the biggest in, and the reason I'm saying that now is that now that I've seen this this um, rapid decline in available stock for rentals, I'm thinking we're going to be seeing it all across Sydney very fast in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So at the moment, as guys, can someone just give us a thumbs up if you can hear us properly as well? We'd really appreciate it. Um, at the moment, as an agency, Novak manages uh, approximately 1,600 managements. So we've got a very, very, and that's, that's a lot of managements. We've got a very good gauge as to what's going on out there. And at the moment, as an agency, I think we're carrying how many properties, Mark? Five. We're carrying five. Five. We've got five properties for lease. Okay. We normally have 40. We normally have 40. So, you know, this is probably right now the worst that we've actually seen it um, as an agency for tenants. Um, there's a lot of laws that are coming into play as well for landlords. And um, some of those laws... Rental commissioner. Well, that's right. There's a newly instated rental commissioner. And one of those laws that is being enforced is that a landlord is only entitled to put their rent up once in a 12-month period. Um, They're even talking about the landlords not being able to ask their tenants to move out on no grounds. Wow, it's interesting. Because really land, interesting. landlords are using that as a way to jack the rent, get rid of that tenant, get another tenant. And also, guys, just bearing in mind, landlords are doing it tough as well. I know we've covered this before, um, you know, and everyone thinks, well, the landlord's the rich person and the tenant's the poor person, but the landlords are hit hard as well. I mean, we, we're, we're, again, managing 1,600 properties. We are, um, we're, we're, we're seeing it and we're hearing it. 
you know, where interest rates have gone up 13 times and landlords are being hit hard. And this is, this is a huge part of the reason why we have a rental crisis. Because a, a lot of landlords have thrown the towel in and said, I'm out, I'm selling up my investment. Land tax. Right, and now and now we have this rental crisis. So what to do about it? Um, Mark and I were doing a little bit of digging around before just to have a look at what's going on in other areas outside of the Northern Beaches. I know the Eastern Suburbs is having a tough time. Um, we've got, in terms of rentals and rental shortages is what I mean. Yeah. Um, we've got some friends that were madly hunting around for a rental on the eastern suburbs in the eastern suburbs they just returned back from america and they were looking for weeks and they kept missing out you know 30 40 people would turn up to these rental open homes and they were just missing out and uh, they were two lawyers as well so phenomenal phenomenal tenants then we sort of started pushing out to the western suburbs mark what'd you find out there you can rent a two better for three twenty a week. We've got some comments here. I just want to see if people can hear us. You can rent it in Cabramatta. So you can sorry, just say it again, Mark. You can rent a two bedroom in Cabramatta for three twenty a week. A two bedroom apartment? Yeah. Okay. And I also saw that for the cost of what you can rent a um, so a two bedroom apartment in DY, just to give you guys context on the Northern Beaches starts at about 620 to 650 a week now. Um, that's for a, a you know pretty original two-bedroom apartment in an older building. Um, usually wouldn't have a lock-up garage, usually it's not renovated. For the same money out in Quakers Hill or out on the you know in, in the western suburbs, um, you, you, you can rent a five to six bedroom house for that kind of money. But that's not really a solution for people either, Mark. You know, to pick up their children and to move them to another area where you've got kids at school and people that go to work. Um, you, you know, and, and again, that's right, Luke, you're right. You know, people have to make an enormous sacrifice to move from an area like the Northern Beaches to the Western suburbs, the unfamiliarities, away from families, away from work, away from school. Um, you know, they're, they're huge, they're, they're huge sacrifices for people. Do you know how this rental market's going to play out? Tell us. You've got to put on your essential glasses. And I said the same when we're going right into COVID. Yeah. If you want to work out what, what the landscape looks like in six, 18, six months, 18 months, 36 months, put on your essential glasses and that's yeah. the decisions people will be making. What is essential and what is not is not essential. So discretionary spending is a good one to look at. So what you do have to spend or don't have to spend. And I think when it comes to rent, it's one of those things that it's at the, it's normally at the top of the list, discretion-wise, like you know, it's a roof over my head, I've got to pay it, but other stuff will fall by the wayside. So rents normally prevail where people just end up, you know, sticking to their, because of the schools in the area, because of family in the area, but other things will give. So those, um, yeah. you know, those things through COVID or things that aren't necessary, that people have built up, gone. And you know, the other thing is, I was, we were picking up my brother from the airport the other night, and we noticed the old Sutton site out near Sydney Airport. Sutton? Sutton. Yeah, out near Sydney Airport. There is a whole city being built out there by Meriton. Um, you know, and we've often said that someone like Harry Triggerbog has absolutely got it right. You know, this is a man that finances himself 
Um, he doesn't use the banks. He's got his own his own builders that he uses, so he's constantly got trades at his disposal. And what they're building out there, Mark? It's a city. You know, he says I that seven thousand units. I think in Pagewood. Do you know what seven thousand units looks like? I don't think anyone knows what seven thousand units looks like. Go and have a look in Pagewood. It's if you're in Meriton DY, they built 360. This is 20 times bigger than those two 17-storey towers. This is like large. And and, so, and that that's that's Harry Triggerbob's solution as well to you know something like a rental crisis is just build vertically. But that takes time. Can't so, wait to see the day the government start to incentivise. Well, you know what, the build uh, build to rent. BTR uh, models where institutions are, are building blocks of 100, 200, 1,000 units and just renting yeah. them out. They have been incentivised by the government with a 30% uplift on height. doesn't matter what the zoning is. They've been incentivised with half the tax rates. I'd love to see these incentives come back to our landlords, to the mum dad landlords in Australia, so they can whack some more rental properties into the grid fairly quickly. And so then there was also, Luke, can you just give us a thumbs up if you can hear us? It's really noisy where we are. We just want to make sure you guys can hear us clearly. There's a train going um, over us. The, the, other, the other issue is the whole Airbnb model, Mark. Yeah. So the other issue is the Airbnb model. Yeah. Now, um, we've got some friends that during COVID purchased property, thanks Luke, purchased property um, around the Byron Bay area. And um, they bought four beautiful homes and they were renting it out and they were absolutely nailing it. They were going ham. They were getting an absolute fortune week after week after week for these Airbnbs in Byron Bay. Then the Airbnb laws changed and the government said you can only rent out your property for as an Airbnb short-term accommodation for 60, 60 days, days in a year. So... All of a sudden, she's had to sell these properties because it's, she just can't afford the repayments. Even if they rent out those properties full time, it doesn't cover the cost of the repayments and they can't survive off that money. So now they're having to sell those properties. It's so, like communism. Well, I, it, it almost is reminiscent of it in a way. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's almost reminiscent of it. But you know what? If you're going to take, take a risk, if you're going to buy a property, if you're going to throw it into the rental pool and there's a necessity for it, there's obviously, if they're renting them, there's obviously a necessity, necessity for them. Uh, so they're taking away the necessity from a holiday maker and they're saying we want to give that necessity to the locals. I get that. I respect that, um, but where if if it's not if it's not limited to that, it starts to sort of go across all different avenues where yeah. government can start pushing and pulling on on that rental market. I I don't know. Sometimes I think the natural forces of the economy and the natural forces of the market are the keepsake, are the safe things, and I think sometimes when governments meddle in that. You know, it's but it's still, scary. but but I think the question we have to ask is: Is that a solution for the rental crisis? Getting you know annihilating the Airbnb model, bringing that down to sixty days a week, you know where these landlords can only rent out their properties short term, and then going the rest of the time it's got to be a long term rental. Because what's happening is just like our friends, they're just going to sell out they're it. because they're going. I can't, I, I can't afford to. Um, 
pay my mortgage repayment and live off this because people made this into a business, yeah. right? And so we've, we've heard this a number of times, Mark, where people are just scary. going, I'm just selling that, out. That's been, and there goes the investor again, guys. Well, that's been people's again. survival mechanism for maintaining that investment property. Some of yeah. them, six months of the year, they'll rent them out uh, on a short on a short term, six months they'll do a long term. That's been their survival mechanism to pay interest. They can't pay interest. They have to do full-time rentals. It's interesting. It's interesting. So, Luke, to answer your question, the vast majority of um, sales that we've been doing as an office over the last 12 months have been investors. Fact. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Now, guys, understand that when people contact us for appraisals to sell their properties, if they're in financial distress, they're not calling up a real estate agent saying, I can't afford my next month's mortgage repayment. I need my property sold urgently. They're not saying that. They're often packaging it up in a very, very different way. Big They're smart. saying, that's right. No one's coming to you as an agent telling you that, right? Number one, people don't want you knowing that it's an urgent sale. And number two, people are humiliated. People, you know, they're... they're they're not coming and telling us that they have to sell because they can't afford their mortgage repayment. They're saying, oh, you know, things have changed and we've just decided we're going to sell off the investment property and, um, you know, if you could get it on the market for us as soon as possible. It's not hard to work out what is the investment property and, and that's been sold. It's not hard at all. Luke, can I tell you, that is everywhere. So many investors aren't just selling out on the northern beaches. Yeah, We're seeing the vast majority of properties that are coming to market. We, Mark and I got friends in real estate all over the country, actually all, all globally. Um, we're speaking to a lot of people that are in real estate. You know, we've got a nice big network of real estate um, friends and it seems to be everywhere. Most, most people that are selling, not all, right? People sell for a variety of different reasons, guys, understand but um, the majority of properties that are coming on the market are investments. So Mark, what, what, do you reckon is a, what, what do you reckon is a quick short-term solution for these tenants? What do you think? Like in an ideal world, what's a quick short-term solution? I reckon if, if the government looked at- I was just gonna say that. If the government looked at a very quick look at how many properties have been disposed of that were investment properties, I think they would be absolutely flawed yep. how many properties are leaving the rental pool in New South Wales. They would be shocked. And I actually think they're ignoring the facts. They're absolutely ignoring it. I think yep. if the government turned around and said something, like they've turned around to institutions, the build-to-rent model where you can build a 1,000 units and rent them out. They've turned around to those guys and said, we're going to allow you to build 30% more above, above Yeah, but the it's zoning. not quick enough. They've turned around and said, we're going to allow you half the tax rate instead of paying 30 cents when you can pay 15 cents. not quick cents. enough. But they haven't turned around to the mum and dad investor and said, we want to... They've turned around to the corporates what we and the institutions and yeah. said, we want you to help us with rental property in the marketplace. But yeah. they haven't turned around to the yeah. mum and dad investors and said, we want you to stay, we want you to keep your property rented in the market. And a lot of these are older, you know, properties that's that have been what rented we need. for 30 years. That's what we need. Because the solutions that we need, guys, we need them immediately. And so like Mr. Trigobov, who's doing a phenomenal job at building cities, like what he's doing out in Zetland, building thousands of apartments, they're not going to be ready for at least 12 months. Right, there's a rental crisis that's going on right now and the 
solution I think I agree with you, Mark. The solution that we need right now is the government needs to intervene. They need to incentivise the landlord and in turn that will help the tenant. That's the, that's the, as far as I can see, that's the only solution. Annihilating Airbnb and messing with people's livelihoods and um, you know annihilating landlords and putting all sorts of um, um, policies and procedures into place in terms of you know not not being able to up your rent for twelve months doesn't do anything to help the rental crisis that we're in currently. Landlord, and I reckon the incentivisation is the way. It can be real simple stuff, guys. This yep. can be real simple stuff. A landlord has yep. now been told interest only. Do you know what that does to a landlord repayments? They destroyed the interest. There used to be interest only loans for 30 years, 20 years, forever. Now they're saying, no. Now they're yeah. saying after three years, your time's them up. They're selling the property. Our landlords have been told they're paying a higher interest rate than an owner occupier. So the landlords have just been kicked up the arse and they're saying, thank you very much. I'll take my bat and ball and go and play somewhere else. They'll put the money into the stock market. So, you know, I reckon it's a, it's a big well, thing. Well, where is there. that money going? Stock market. You reckon well, it's going into stock? They're investing into no, like, I, I, reckon have, it's I, sitting, to, I reckon it's sitting I in the bank. To, I, I think they're waiting for rainy days. I spoke to the landlord yesterday. He sold 20 properties in February. Right. He sold 20 properties in February. He had two unit blocks, one in Valgala, one in, I think it was St. Ives. Guess what he's done with the money? 8% in, uh, invest, invested. Into the banks. Oh, stocks. We've put it in stocks. Yeah, it's I reckon. Gone. I reckon a lot of the money is still sitting around in the banks. It's gone. I do because the banks are reporting. That's twenty years gone. But the banks are reporting an enormous amount of savings sitting in sitting within the banks. The banks are reporting it. So I reckon people. Are, I reckon people are selling up and they're whacking the into the bank. The no, that's right. It's too hard. It's, it's too hard. It's too you know, hard. what about what can tenants do? How can we help tenants? Um, I know that's big picture stuff. Look, but how it, can it, tenants? I think I think it, the, it's, um, a, it's it's a tricky one, guys. If I can just tell you, if you are a tenant, this is a temporary um, thing, guys. And actually, I think, don't stress. I think you can. Yeah, I'm moving, that's important. I think moving to with with family and friends is cool um, for a short period. It's not forever. So I think um, often, like with our kids and stuff like that, or your kids, I think to be able to say, look, you know, for the next six or six to twelve to eighteen months, move in with the oldies um, that are in the big old house and uh, do it for a short period. And, then... and I think if you've got the, um, the the option to look at moving just one ring out, I always say one ring out of the area that you're currently in. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. You know, if you're looking around an area like DY, as Mark mentioned, we've never seen such a small amount of rentals on the market. If you move to an area that is maybe just one ring out, um, I think you'll find things can change quite substantially. So, and, and again, we're not agents in the Western suburbs, but just having a look around on realestate.com today, we noted that rents were significantly cheaper and we noted that there was a significant amount of stock on the market there. Please let us know if we're wrong in, in what we're reporting there, guys. Um, and also, hang on, I just want to add to that. If I was a tenant, I would be only signing at the moment a six-month lease for wherever you're going into because I reckon things are going to change and I think they're going to change quite, quite quickly. That's my thoughts. That's um, my thoughts. But I wouldn't be signing into a big, long lease at the moment. And can I, as a business owner, 
uh, someone running a business for 20 years now, I've got to tell all the tenants out there this. First move advantage. People don't do this. They wait, they wait, they wait till they're skinned, until they're stuffed, then they make the decision and it's too late or they've lost too much. If you're feeling a slight pinch, make a first move advantage to move out to that outer run or save that money today. Yeah. Do not wait for three to six months to say and until it bites three times harder. So make the, do that first move advantage and get out and start saving that money that you can straight away with non-essential things and that may be rent or that may be other things out there. Yeah, and understand, guys, like we're just here to try and offer advice and give solutions. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we understand there's a lot going on behind the scenes in a lot of people's lives. Um, you know, we're, we're exposed to a lot managing the amount of property that we do and dealing with the amount of sellers um, and buyers and tenants and landlords that we are. Um, we know there's a, you know, there's a hell of a lot that's going on there behind the scenes. And um, look, we just hope that maybe, uh, you know, something that we've talked about today is, has helped in giving you guys just a little bit of advice. Um, there we go. That's the show. Thanks for listening to Lisa talk today. <laughs> I let my talk.